Okay, and I'm going to be drinking coffee out of a fancy little cup tonight because, yeah. Ooh, so. fancy. Tonight, today, maybe that's something we should start with. We'll yes. Up with where, where in the world is Jason? I don't actually know. No, I'm just kidding. I am. So this, if I sound very far away, I'm actually, this is now the second time that I've had to use the microphone on my MacBook Air to record. But I honestly felt like last time it, I was impressed. It sounded really good. So if anyone feels like, but I'm not sick this time, so that's even better. Um, but that's because I am traveling again today. This week I am in Portugal. Lisbon, to be exact. I'm at Web Summit, the conference. But we are just so dedicated to this podcast that I was not, I was not going to miss. Although, I did ask Jess for a little bit of mercy in changing her time <laughs> because I realized you know yeah. there was no way I was going to get to a quiet place earlier today. So, I actually don't really mind. I'm a little more energized in the afternoon. Like I've already showered, worked out, like everything. <laughs> like you're getting me like on my A game before I go into the afternoon slump. But after I'm like through all of my major like tasks of the day, I've already eaten all the frogs. And if anyone needs to <laughs> us to describe that, we can put a link about how you should do your hardest tasks first at the beginning yes. of the day in order to help you stay motivated and get more work done. Yes. So in a past episode, I talked about well, how one of my favorite things was the flighty app. So I guess for follow up, I just am going to say that in iOS 16.1, which is the newest version or the latest update, you know, that you can download onto your iPhone, they have finally added what are called live activities and live activities allows your um, I, I tweeted about this and I'll put it into the show notes or I'll link to the tweet or I, I'm too tired. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I will make sure that it's there <laughs> so that people can see it. I'm going to send this to Jess real quick so she can see. But now <clears throat> my phone, when you're traveling, the, the flighty app will display on the um, on your lock screen. It'll show you like the status of your flight. And then up at the very top, it will constantly just show you. In the dynamic island, if you have the iPhone 14 Pro, it'll show you like which gate you're supposed to go to and how much time until your flight. And then it'll show you like when the flight is in progress. It gives you this really cool little animation that's like the plane moving across the line. I'll send you that one real quick too, just okay, sending all these cool. photos to Jess. So, so this is actually that one's this is a great segue to our topic today, but this is the first one you sent. That is actually on your lock screen. I have not I don't have any mine aren't that cool. Well, well, here's the thing, though. So here's the like, I, don't, I didn't have to put that on my lock screen. So live activities automatically add that to the bottom of your lock screen when certain apps are doing something. So Flighty is one of those. And it'll uh, actually ask you, do you want to start a live activity if you're within, I don't know if it's two hours or three hours of a flight. And if you say yes, it will show that uh, that photo on your lock screen and then when you open your lock screen and you're doing other things it will show you the very small you see the very the picture that has like my calendar and then the very small hour and 21 and then a4 mm -hmm. so that shows up around the dynamic island all the time and then if you long press on that it'll show you the one that has like my the, the flight number the city's gate department all that okay. kind of stuff so it's very cool i like it very much so Anyway, I'm going to have to try that next time I travel. Um, when we were talking about this last time, I realized that it's been a year since I flew, since we went to Greece last year. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, um, I would love to fly without a mask. That'd be cool. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> International is... flight with a mask on, you know, it's super comfortable. I've done Necessary it. Necessary <laughs> it was at the time. I Yeah, it was. I have done know, it. In, I almost saw a guy got kicked off the plane. Like, he was like, I'm going to tell the captain if you will not put your mask on. This person just refusing to put their mask on. I'm like, okay, I could use some entertainment. This is a long flight. I flew to <laughs> Dubai, which is two eight-hour flights, and had wore a mask the whole, like, the whole way. If I remember correctly, when you got to Dubai, I don't remember if you had to wear a mask, but you did definitely all the way there. So, anyway, so Good that time. was a little bit, a little bit of little bit of follow-up and it does sort of lead us into the topic that we wanted to talk about today and we didn't choose this topic for this reason but i did send jess a message earlier today that basically said i was very thankful that this is the topic that we were going to talk about because 
I don't have enough brain power left today really to talk about anything else. <laughs> if there was if there's anything that required me to think about anything, I would not be good at it. I will just say, and this is actually a sneak peek for Jess, I guess this is sort of follow-up. This is a very disjointed episode. But again, I haven't slept really in a while. I'm I'm like four time zones away. And here's the weird thing. I'm sorry, side note. Europe does daylight savings a week earlier than the United States does. Huh. Which which means that for weeks and for months, I'm like planning things and I'm doing the math in my head, right? Because Europe is usually six hours ahead of the U.S. Lisbon is uh, is basically in the same time zone as the United Kingdom. So it's usually five hours ahead of the U.S. Except this week. This week, it's four hours ahead of the U.S., which, let me tell you, is very hard to do time zone math. <laughs> so I'm not um, I can't even do it. Uh, like at all yeah i mean <laughs> before you and, we had uh, the calendars that did it for us and phones that did it for us that was the worst you and i are an hour apart and that even messed me up more because when we moved this i'm like i'm just gonna type in three o'clock central time and whatever that time it puts it on my calendar <laughs> for here because thank goodness the calendar actually like calculates it for me but i will say small piece of follow-up i and i can say this now because the embargo for it has already lapsed but i have not written about it but i do have one of the new apple tvs that um yes that i have at our house our children think it's cool except for it is very much the same as the previous versions um so maybe that's something that we'll add it's kind of follow up to our home discussion but we are going to play with the matter thread stuff that you that you and i talked about when we talked about the smart home and see how that works and so i will definitely have a review that we could talk about in the in the future but there are a bunch of views reviews up because today was the day that the review embargo went went away because i believe friday is the day that you can start buying them but i'm in portugal so i don't have a review of it yet so that's just the way it is well we'll, we'll we will post it next time um yeah that's the <laughs> the 4k apple yes. tv Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. And so the one that I have has the it's like the big version with all the storage and it has the thread radio and Ethernet and all the good stuff. And basically it looks exactly like the old one, except for it's actually small. Here, here's the bottom line. This is the story. This is all you need to know about the review. It's very, very, very good. It'll last you forever. And it's actually cheaper. Like that's that's what you need to know. And there's uh, there's Jason's review article in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> that is going to be my review. It's the first time I can think of that Apple made a product this much better that doesn't need to be better, but is also mm-hmm. cheaper. So like wild. Were. So anyway, got to give the people what they want. Imagine if you're brand new. Do you have an M1 laptop or a MacBook or do you have an M2? M1. Do you have yep. M1. So you know how much better the M1 was than the previous versions, right? I Imagine think I had it, the A14 chip before. No, yeah, you would have like, not. It would have been an Intel chip before that. It would have been okay, a garbage. Well then, yes, there you go. So I was wrong. I'm trying to sound all smart, and then I'm like, <laughs> your your phone had a, had an A14 in it probably, but just imagine that when you went from the Intel to the the M1, how good that was. But imagine that Apple dropped the price by like two hundred dollars. Like it just wouldn't happen. So it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I am a big fan of uh, of Apple TVs. I got them like way back in the day. So I'd consider going back if, you know, once I got, I bought these $50 refurbished um, Fire TVs, which I love the Fire TV cubes. They're mm-hmm. great. Um, but one of them, I admit, probably because I bought it refurbished, it won't turn my TV on. It will do everything else. I have to turn the button on. So I was going to send it back, but then it, you know, how some things on, on Amazon are, the return policy is different. So, um, yes, lo and behold, I have to get up out of bed and turn the TV on. It's really a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a deal breaker. Eh, anyway. It's, it's not that bad. So it just mostly leaves me, ends up with me, like, leaving it on, even with the screen off. So, um, you, Jason, you said you could talk about iPhone screens all the time. Why is that? What is so fascinating about iPhone um, home screens, lock screen, all about it? Okay, so yeah, the topic we're going to talk about today is we're going to go through the apps that Jess and I each have on our iPhone home screens, and we're going to talk about lock screens a little bit. And well, there's two reasons I could talk about it on a day like on an episode like this because I don't have to think about it; I just have to look at my phone and tell you what's on it. So it doesn't require a whole lot of brain power. So that's the reason why it's like very easy to talk about. But the other thing is, Fair. I do like I I maybe it's not as much that I like to talk about it as I like to hear how other people organize their phones. I like to like, it's just an interesting thing to me. And, um, I, I 
sometimes get inspired by the way that people organize their phones. Sometimes I get nauseous by the way that they organize their phones. Well, <laughs> I've seen Jess's and it did not make me <laughs> nauseous, so that's good. Um, oh, really? I used to. People would tell me all the time they used to that it, it would make them like give them hives. The amount of notifications they had. So I've clearly improved something as I've aged is by managing my phone notifications better. I mean, notifications are kind of a deal breaker, and as we'll get to this in a minute, and you do have kind of a lot, but but I think you must have a million unread, unlistened to voicemails or missed calls because no one listens to voicemails. Yeah, like yes. no, no. So. <laughs> I have to delete them to make room for anything important. <laughs> <laughs> so we will put um, screenshots of our home screen and our lock screen in somehow in the show notes. We'll, I'll figure out how to do that. But Jess, let's start with yours and let's start with your lock screen and talk okay. to us about the choices that you... So if you, Jess and I are both running um, iOS 16, which allows you to customize your lock screen I mean, much more than you could in the past because now you can put some widgets on there. You can do a little bit of something, something with the fonts for the time and that kind of thing. And you can adjust like your photos. And, and so talk about your lock screen and then... We'll dive into your home screen. Sure. And um, like what Jason said, uh, you can see pictures of these in the show notes. So you start off right away. You can tell um, that I love cats because there's a picture of my cats in the background. And what's fun about that is I mostly did that because um, you, I used the new copy paste feature where you can like take them. So it looks like they're suspended in the air, but they're like just cuddling and being cute. So um, but I looked at everything that I could choose. Um, and I probably would have put some different apps on here if, and I will later once they open it up to like non-native iPhone apps or more apps in general. But I think it's really cool because you can tell what's important to a person by looking at their lock screen and what they choose to put there. So what you'll see I have there is um, my Peloton bars. Um, and it will tell me like how, um, I think it show, it's showing like how many days of the week I've worked out, which right now it shows three, which is excellent because today is Wednesday, at least for me. Um, so, but if I, if I press on it, we'll open up the app automatically and then have my activity and it shows my circles. Looks like I just have to stand for one more hour to close them. And, um, the weather, um, you know, since I don't go outside a lot during the day, I like to see what's going on. So it tells me what the temperature is now, what the low and the high is and I like that. And then, um, sleep watch, which is the app that I use to track my sleep. So the reason I like that there is first thing in the morning I get up, I'll usually open up that and just, you know, check, look at my sleep numbers and see, you know, how I slept so I can let it decide how I feel that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Usually... I, have a, I have a question. First, my question sure. is, um, okay, so you have four widgets on your lock screen, which is the maximum number that you can put in that bar. Now, first, did you know that you can put a widget up where the day and the date is? You can also... Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I messed with that a little bit, but okay. I like, I like it having that there. Cause I can't remember what day it is. So I want to just look at my phone. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then the second thing is I'm always curious about, so like the Peloton thing kind of makes sense because maybe, but it feels like people who use a Peloton, like it's a part of their routine. Do you ever look at that and you're like, oh shoot, I need to go work out? Like, is that actually like a prompt for you to do it? Or do you just like the satisfaction of seeing the little bars filled in? Yeah, no, it's not less of a prompt, but it's like, I like that without even unlocking my phone, I can click there because I do use the app a lot to go pick out my workouts. Peloton has what's called stacks, where you put together the series of workouts you wanna do that day. So I'll just click on that. It opens up the app really quickly so I can start doing it. So um, I actually do use their app a whole lot. So it's not just, oh, I want to see what I've done. But that's a good, a fair point to make because having it on my lock screen absolutely does not impact whether I'm going to work out or not. Well, and so then the second one is like the the fitness rings, which yeah, is always like sort of... Yeah, I like to see that, yeah. Does it like motivate you to do anything or do you just like the satisfaction of... Because my guess is you probably mm -hmm. fill it in every day. I mean, there are days I don't because... If I'm I'm very much an all or nothing person, so if I if I don't work out, I'm pretty sedentary, so I won't close every single ring, even though I only have it set to like 350 calories. Um, <laughs> but I do like to see, and sometimes if I don't, get, it helps me. Well, it, to get up and walk around every hour, but my watch reminds me to do that. But here's the thing about um, just having I was when I learned about this feature, I thought it was really cool, and so if there's any feature I like. 
that is designed that way, I'm like, I want to read about how to make it the most effective and useful as possible. And so what's interesting about it is it's actually designed to help you be on your phone less <laughs> by using your by using your phone. So having like a really easy way, but it, it's what it essentially really is, is just, um, it doesn't do anything. It just opens the app, correct? Well, I mean, it, if you tap it, yes, it would just open the app, but yeah. it does I mean, it in. doesn't give me a ton of information either, though. Right. Uh, so I don't know if I'm not picking great apps for functionality, but I don't, it doesn't give me anything information I need except for how many days I've worked out and what the temperature is now, the high and the low. Even on my sleep one, it just says track, you know, it doesn't say right. what my sleep score was that day or anything, which, you know, functionality could be improved in my opinion. Right. Well, and so it's basically so and that was really where I was going is I was just curious and obviously I'll share kind of my philosophy when we go through mine. But like I'm just always interested in whether people choose to put things there to give them information that they could then get without opening their phone. That's like useful, like calendar weather certainly is useful, right? Like glancing at it and seeing what the weather is like that. That makes total sense. The other side of that is people put apps there that they want to be able to quickly access. Like there are people who will put like the, the Halide made a um, Halide is a camera app and they made a widget that you can put on your lock screen because at the bottom of your phone is a camera button. Right. So you can always access mm -hmm. the iOS camera but you can't access a third part. You can't change that to open a different app. So but now they made a uh, widget but all it does is open the camera app. But that's because that's a thing people might want to do is quickly open the camera app that they like to use, right? So now you can put right. it on your live mm -hmm. stream. So I was just curious. Like, it's really interesting to me the types of things people choose based on do I want information or like what what is it that's giving me? Because you're right. The point is to get information on your lock screen so that you don't have to open your phone. It's just right there right. for you. So Do you cool. find that – Do you find, has it been hard to get – for you to get into the habit of looking at it rather than just automatically opening your phone. Because I, especially with Face ID, because you just, you, you know, you pick up your phone and it almost immediately unlocks. And so I'll actually go, I'll find myself navigating to the Peloton app and then opening it. And then I'm like, oh crap, I should have just used it from my lock screen, <laughs> which is why I set it up. <laughs> okay, so let me, how about if I, I'll, I'll do my lock screen. Because it'll kind of, okay, yeah. and then we'll, then we'll switch to the home screens here in a minute. So I actually, I sent you two lock screens and there's a reason for mm -hmm. it. So the first one, which is the like, looks like kind of like a sunset out of an airplane window because it is a sunset out of an airplane window is my normal everyday daily um, lock screen. And so you'll see that there's the time obviously because you can't change that. And above that you'll see it does say Wednesday the second and then it has the weather and that's a carrot weather widget uh, up there because I want to still see the day like you mentioned. I want to know what day and date it is but I didn't want weather to take up a spot and I'll explain why in just a second. So now it just tells me day, date, and then the weather up right up at the very top. And the reason is because I wanted information. Like I want information on my home screen that I don't need to open something else. So the two widgets I have, one is the Fantastical widget, which is the one on the left and it's just my calendar. It's the next or current event on the calendar. Now I can tap that and it will open Fantastical, but the nice thing is I can just glance and look at it and it'll tell me the information I need, which is here's your next appointment. And for for right now, that's super useful because literally I had seven meetings today. <laughs> so it's very nice to keep track. And then on the right, I have the things widget, which just tells me the top three things that I have in my to-do list so that I can see those things. I don't have to open the app. Now you can't actually do anything with them if you tap, if I were to tap that widget, it would just open the app, but at least it gives me the information at a glance so I can see that even if I don't open my phone, which I find personally very useful. So now I sent you a second one, and the reason is I have a travel lock screen. <laughs> okay. So this oh. is the one with like the cloud in the background. So this is using the weather lock screen. So that back that lock screen changes based on the weather. So like if it was raining the lock screen has rain on it and stuff like that, um, which I really, really like. The date and the time and all that stuff is the same. The calendar on the left is also the same. But on the right-hand side, I have the TripIt um, widget. So what it tells me is my, like my travel plans. Now, I usually use this when I'm in 
route traveling because it'll show me my next flight right there. So it'll say right. like, flight 271 gate 17 or whatever like that. So that's kind of a handy thing when you're traveling. And then it'll give I could tap on it and it would give me like directions to wherever it is I'm staying. So I do use two lock screens and that's kind of the reason that they did the lock screens is so that you can have multiple ones for different things. The only two I have set up are traveling and not traveling, right? But I do use the traveling one quite a bit. So I wish that I could get more widgets. There seems to be a whole lot of space I could just fill with widgets, but Apple won't let us. But I just, I defaulted to using widgets that give me information that I want without having to open my phone. Yes, I do like that. Um, and that's probably why I like the weather one most because I can see how cold it's going to get and how warm it's going to get instantly. So I might need to play around a little bit more and see um, what's most effective because in all reality, like I know how many days I've worked out this week. I don't need to look at my lock screen to tell me that. Right. Um, so uh, kind of neat. And I, I do wish that my sleep one would tell me like what my what my score was or like how many or give me some kind of barometer as to, you know, how, overall how much sleep I got. Well, and the the rings thing, Apple's rings thing is pretty genius. Like it's a great visual representation. But I, I've noticed that like, for example, the Google Fit app, the widget for that will tell you your steps and then it will tell you your heart points. It gives you points for having done certain things, which I feel like is a much more meaningful metric than just did you close your ring or not, right? Because even if it's giving you like activity-based information, it's kind of like, what does closing a ring mean, right? You've just decided how many calories and it just does, like it just does it. But if, but like giving you a number, just kind of like you want your sleep score. If you worked out today and you were supposed to get, I don't even know what the number is, but 50 heart points and you only got 30, like go take a walk, right? Like just right. go take a walk. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's kind of cool. So, yeah. So Yeah, I do like... Yeah, we could talk more about rings, but that could be, um, you know, fitness apps. That could be actually be a pretty fun conversation. I'd get into that one. Um, yeah. But we'll, we can go ahead and leave that one for now. All right. So let's dive into your home screen. I'm very, very interested okay. in this. So, um, well, the background's purple because it's my favorite color. And I just have to have a disclaimer here that uh, my daughter made my home screen for me because I looked at hers and I saw how aesthetically pleasing it was and you know, the matching color scheme. I'm like, well, that's cool. I want that. And so she had a lot of fun making my home screen for me. And so she gave me these instructions. She, well, she had me make a list of all the things that were important to me to have on the first page. And then she asked me to pick out an icon theme. And then she asked me to pick out about five or six pictures and save them to my camera roll that I liked. So she used a program um, called Widgetsmith to organize everything. And at the ver um, very top, I have a thing that has, um, I can kind of, like, Jason can see, I know listeners cannot, but you can, it goes back and forth between Apple TV shows and, um, or I can choose this sparkly screen, or um, if I go the other way, it will show me my emails. So I get to, like, I have three different functions in one spot there. I can do Apple TV, my email, or if I just, for like privacy factor, if I just want it to look like this, I can do that. And then I have a weather app. So you have a, so your top can, one, your top widget is a stack. Right, like so, you've added yes. a stack of it. Yeah, right. Time. Yeah, another one. I have a picture. This cool looking cat, and then the weather with the high and the low. Um, then I have music, which music is actually directs me to Amazon Music, which we don't have to get in a whole conversation about the best streaming music apps. I, um, it is what it is because I already pay for Prime, and I'm going to use it. <laughs> it's like what I'm trying to convince myself. Um, Facebook is there. I'm not a big Facebook fan, but I still use it for things like events and invitations or whatnot. Um, Instagram is my social media of choice. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Twitter. I hardly ever get on Facebook. Instagram is what I like to look at, you know, look at stories or find information about where to go eat and things like that. Then I have my Google, aka Goggle Calendar, as my daughter named it. So when I, um, when I message i texted jason my screenshots i'm like i'm not an editor who cannot spell google correctly i just thought it was cute that she misspelled it and um, i like to keep it that way <laughs> then below those i have just the regular icons well i have google home down here which i use to control um our um our nests and uh, i got like a cool little house image there that my daughter picked out for me i have apple news um the alexa app and my camera, which is not really necessary to have there. And then the bottom bar is kind of the most important to me. That's where I track them, the most notifications. 
Um, so you can fit four things there. I have Slack um, because if you work for a, um, a tech organization, it is the bane of your existence. I have Amazon because I'm an Amazon junkie and I like to buy lots of things from there. And my phone, which I apparently have 120 voicemails and iMessages, which I am, which I am very, very good about keeping my iMessages clear. It will, it, I'm the type of person that like, it bugs me to not respond to a message promptly and to the point where I do not want to get messages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you on that one. So, okay, a couple things. First, I just like the home screen or the lock screen. I'm always really interested in the things that people put into their dock, right? Because those are the ones that you can mm -hmm. see on every single page. Now, I should have asked, and I did not ask you to include any other pages, but is this the only page of apps that you have, or do you have other ones? I do. They're just kind of tertiary. I don't use them all that often, but gotcha. there are also stacks as well. I'm yep. just, I don't use a lot of them. Yep. Like and games, I did not. Like Clash Royale. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, and your the homework assignment was not to include those, but so that I was just curious. But the thing is, like, I always think that the the apps that people put into the doc have to be the most important because those are the ones that you can see on every single page. And so, I do think it says a lot about a person, mm -hmm. like good or bad, the, based on the apps that they <laughs> that they choose to put in the in the um in the in the bottom. And so, I don't know what it says that a, that the Amazon app is. <laughs> In your dock. Oh, I, 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 said, I mean, I I'm fully will admit that I'm, in, you know, an avid Amazon shopper. But uh, what's the most important to me is like not only easy access to those apps, because especially now with things like the lock screen, um, you act, you can get to things quickly. But that's where I track notifications. So I won't pay much attention to notifications on other apps. But on these ones, I absolutely will. That totally makes sense that you have your like, these are the things that I get notified by. Right. If I didn't have Slack there, I would like miss my messages and stuff. Yeah. And so you also, okay, I did want to also make a plug real quick. I will include this in the show notes. You mentioned Widget Smith. That's how you created your home screen. Um, I interviewed David Smith, who is the creator of Widget Smith back in, holy smokes, it was January 24th, 2001, like right before the world shut down. But his app went from like zero to he released that app and he had over 50 million downloads of that app it was like unbelievable but the cool story there i just wanted to say is it was his 59th app that he'd ever made right so it was the 59th app that he'd written that became a huge viral overnight success and i just think it was such a cool story because a lot of times people this is a total sidetrack but a lot of times people think like if their first thing doesn't work they're a failure or whatever like this guy mm -hmm. made 50 59 apps and one of them was Widget Smith, which had, an, I mean, 50 million downloads. Then that was two years ago. <laughs> For like, that's that's kind of wild. I have I have a very rudimentary understanding of how it works, much less so than my 12-year-old. So sometimes yeah. I'm curious because it's more, isn't, I'll have to go back and listen to that podcast again. Um, isn't it mostly made for like how to organize your, your, your screens, correct? And how to make it like the most aesthetically pleasing, the most customized to fit your personality and your needs, et cetera. Okay. So the funny thing is, no, that is not why he okay. made the app. Not even close. Okay. He, so he used to, before this, he had an app called Watchsmith where you could create complications for the watch because there, mm -hmm. there was like not a ton of control for that. And then when they introduced widgets for the iPhone, he's like, I'm going to just create a thing so that you can have widgets on your home screen. Uh, let's, let's just say you want a cool calendar widget or you want the date or you want to have a sticky note on your home. Like, I'm just going to make an app that lets you create all kinds of different sorts of widgets. But what people realized is that they could do all sorts of wild things with that. They could create, you know, put photos on their, on their home screen. They could just do all these different things. And so it blew up because of what you just described people using it to do to do that kind of thing but that isn't even why he created it in the first place which is just a really cool part of the story so i will include that a link to the article i wrote with that with that interview so that people can kind of take a look at it it was it was a very fun conversation so anyway i just wanted to throw that out there so okay so the other thoughts that i had i like that you um you follow a rule that I personally think is important, which is you shouldn't have a widget 
on your home screen that you also have the app icon for. Like that feels like wasted uh, real estate. Yeah, space. that's duplicative. Yeah. Right. Like why would you do yeah, that? And of course when we when we look at mine, we'll realize that I actually violated that rule and didn't even realize it. <laughs> but anyway. Um so like I like that instead you don't have the Gmail app, you just have a Gmail widget. So Correct. It's like having two trash cans in your kitchen, which I also have, so I don't know. I need to think about that rule. <laughs> so but I also think it's interesting, like do you use Apple Music a lot? Like you have that app on your home screen. Um, so music is actually Amazon Music. I just named it Music. So and I I changed um, the thing. So it doesn't have to yeah. you know take up space in Amazon Music. So I like I like that to rename them. It's just for what I use it for. I used to give everything like funny, weird, sarcastic names on there, and I kind of moved past that that time in my life. Nice. <laughs> so now I have um you know I just have different you know I like to. I like it um, because it just makes it super clean. You know, I don't have to like guess about what I need. And I very actually very rarely go past this first page anymore. If it's not on here, I just, um, you know, I swipe down and I search usually. Gotcha. Okay. And the other thing that's interesting is that when you took the screenshot anyway, you have the, you have basically a fitness widget and a widget smith widget that have the exact, one of them is rings and the other one is bars, but it's like the exact same information. Yeah. Um, that is true. So actually, if you're looking at it now, you'll see it's weather in bars. Because so they, they, no, do those change automatically? Do you have it set to change No, they don't. They see this is because I didn't make this. Sometimes I see weather. And if I go back, there's a picture of a cat. And now I see I can't scroll to the rings. So I, it changes on its own. Is that is that a possibility? Yeah, so you can change you can set them to change on their own. I don't I hate that. I think that's I don't like that at all. So mine um you can turn that feature off within them so that they don't change on their own. Um but but they they will. They'll change like based on what your phone thinks you should be Oh, okay. So it's like when I open up my maps and it thinks it already knows where I want to go. Sure. Yeah, kind of the same thing. So, does that, yeah, does you, it yours not do that to you? It's like on Thursdays you go to this place. And- it is funny when I get in the car and plug in the phone because one of our cars has CarPlay. And if you plug in the phone, it'll like automatically give you directions to like a thing, to a place. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to the airport today. Please leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not in charge of me. I know I've gone there three times this week, but I'm not going today. So anyway, so. Okay. So my home screen, I did actually include... All of mine. And I feel this is one of the reasons I enjoy looking at it because I feel like your home home screen should be the apps you use the most, right? And I feel like if you look at your home screen and you haven't tapped on an app on your home screen in like more than two days, you should take it off your home screen. There's just no reason to have it on the home screen because that's a good rule of thumb. Why? So on mine, I also have a stack up at the top and it's fantastical. Most of the time, I keep Fantastical. That's the calendar app I use showing. Behind it is Things. So that's my to-do list. And then Carrot Weather. And I do not let it switch automatically. That would make me crazy. Because if I look at it, I want it to be the thing I'm expecting it to be, right? So I'll just swipe if I want to look at the weather. Or I'll swipe if I want to look at my to-do list. But usually it's Fantastical. So then my top row of apps is Messages. Because it's probably the app I use the most on my phone, to be perfectly honest. Same. I I then have a, a folder of apps that is just called News, and that's just literally what it is. It's Apple News, Instapaper, Reader, which is an RSS uh, feed app, Flipboard, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Washington Post, Google News, and Bloomberg. Those are just I am, I mean, that's what I do. I read the news all day, basically. Um, <laughs> so there's that. The next one for me is the clock, because... I guess I set a lot of alarms, and so I like having the clock handy. Um, and then the camera app, because I use the camera app a lot. Uh, the next line is Dropbox. I use Dropbox a lot, um, so I have it right there. The next one on here is WhatsApp. However, the interesting thing is WhatsApp is almost never there. But because I'm traveling right now, that's how people in other countries text message each other. Right. And so... I moved WhatsApp to my home screen so that I can get no- notifications from people. So so I have WhatsApp, but it's not usually there. Um, Ulysses, because that's where I write articles. And so I'll open that if I have like a quick idea I want to make sure I capture. I also have Slack, although I downloaded like the dark Slack icon, or I use the dark Slack 
Slack icon because otherwise it looks too much like the photos icon and it confuses me. So, hmm. um, I didn't and know then you I, could use a dark Slack icon. I use a dark yeah, mode. Yeah. Yep. You, it, it, the app will let you choose which icon you want to use. There's a couple different options. So, um, I do have the Things app, which breaks my rule of having the an app on your icon on your screen if you also have the widget. But that's because I often will be looking at my calendar and need to do a to-do, and it's quicker to be looking at my calendar and tap the app than it is to swipe through things. So right. I do that. Um, I have the Superhuman app, which is an email client that I'm testing right now because tomorrow or, well, Thursday – I don't, it won't be tomorrow when people listen to this. I'm interviewing their founder here at Web Summit, so I wanted to use it. Um, I'll share thoughts on that app later. Normally, that app would not be there. The two apps that are normally in place of those, one of them is the My Fitness Pal, which is just like you can put your food that you ate and your activity mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And then the other one is oh, oh Notion. I use the Notion. I, I, I'm always going yeah. into Notion. So that's those two apps are not normally there, but they are. Then I have a widget. Um, I mean, yeah, a stack that has the Tesla widget. It has the, which shows like the current state of charge or where your car is or all those different types of things. You can lock your car from it, that kind of thing, which is kind of handy. I have a scan to Dropbox widget that I put there that I can just like one tap It'll open the camera and scan something into Dropbox because I do that with like receipts and, and nice. bills all the time so we don't save paper. And then my favorite, I have one shortcut widget in there that it's called Headed Home. And then when I tap it, it sends Beth a text message that says Headed Home. And then it opens the Maps app with directions to home from wherever I am. So it's kind of cool. How do I get um, my husband to put that on his phone? <laughs> you know, um, and then I do have the Tesla app, which again I shouldn't have because I have the or the widget, and then I have Drafts, which Drafts is cool. I don't know if you know about Drafts, but Drafts is basically like it's like an app that you can open and you just start typing text, and then you tell it what you want to do with it. Does this should this be an email? Should this be a text message? Should this be a note? Should this be a Google that like you can just. Start typing in drafts, and then you can figure out, like, should this have been a text message to Jess, or do I have to send her an email? Or I have an idea. I want to write it down real quick. What do I want to do with it then? And you can actually set up automations so, like, I could type something in drafts, send it to things as a to-do, and then send it to Ulysses to start a page that I want to write on later. So it's very cool. I, I, I like drafts a lot. So. Interesting. And you can actually use it. I'll in, have to play with that. You can use it on your watch. You can even use it on your watch, which is really fun. You could just be like, start a thing, start talking to it, and then tell it what to do. So it's very cool. So, um, And then in my doc, I have the phone app. Here's a question. Um, did you learn anything about me you did not know by looking at my screens? I don't think so. I'm, I'm looking to... at mine and trying to discern if there was some. The only, the only, the main reason I asked you that is because I, well, like I had no idea you had a Tesla. <laughs> like oh. I don't think I know, but like we've never <laughs> talked about Teslas, so about or Teslas period, or you driving one. So I thought that was well. That's so. true. Probably because like we bought it while we were not recording um, ah. podcast. So yeah, we'll have to talk about that in a future episode for sure. So. Um, but in the in my doc, I have the phone app, which I hate using. I would just I would get rid of it, but it's like it's an iPhone, so you probably should have a phone app. And sometimes I do make phone calls. I'm using the Edison email as my main email app, which is down there. Safari is down there because I use Safari probably second most on my phone after the Messages app. And then I honestly don't know. I have the music icon in the doc, and this is something you're gonna learn about me. That's weird. I think the only reason I still have it there is I think that's where it's always been on the iPhone. I'm pretty sure that that really? icon has always been there, and I have just never. I can't move it for some reason. <laughs> like I have a, I don't ever use it though. I honestly, I we use Spotify, and like if you look at the at the text or the image I sent you of my second page, Spotify is right there. Like I use, right. Spotify is the app that we use for music at our house, not music. So I don't really, I might have to get rid of it. But honestly, I think I tried putting Spotify there and it was weird. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just, I don't You probably know. just weren't used to it. It, made me, it makes me think that maybe the music app used to be there as like a throwback to the original iPod. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yep. So. <laughs> I had one of those. I had the iPod Nano. It was, 
it was excellent at the time. I'm going to just say I do have I I have I have three pages total of apps. I'm not going to go through all of them. I will put the the screenshots in there for people. And my philosophy is like stuff you use every day should be in your home screen. Stuff you use every week should be on your second page. And things you need access to, actually, you should only have two pages. Let's just be honest. Because anything you use less than once a week, you should just pull down and search for it or go to the app library, right? Like if you use it less than once a week. But my third page is all just travel apps. So like it's just traveling. Like that's where the Flighty app and the TripIt app and Google Maps because I don't actually use Google Maps unless I'm in cities where Apple Maps is terrible. The Uber app, some of those apps, like they all, and I have a widget with four time zones. I have Detroit, I have Amsterdam because that's usually where I fly through. And then I'll, I'll put like wherever I'm going so that I can keep track of the time in all the different places. But that app, that page is usually hidden if I'm not actually traveling. So gotcha. just, just for, so the second page for me just has a lot of apps that I use but I don't use them every day. Although I will confess that like I have Instagram on the second page. I have a folder with like LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. I do use those every day, but by putting them on the second page, I try to use them less. Right, right. right? No, like that, I, that's my, that's yeah. my attempt. <laughs> yeah, I am. I have, I'm now I'm looking what I have on my second page. Um, and I think I should change them this because one thing I do use regularly is Google calendar and that, um, well, one, I give you the opportunity to make fun of me for using Google Calendar still again. <laughs> but uh, I use it almost every day. I use it pretty regularly, so it should be on my first page. And then I also have maps on uh, my second page, which I use pretty often. Yeah. So it I might did. be time for a little bit of reorganization. And I will say that probably the second page of apps on my phone are things that I use pretty regularly as well. Like the Photos app, the Settings app, like... The Maps app is on there. Instagram is on there. The Google Home, like, this is funny. We have Google Home, Alexa, and the Nest app, like, all on that page. Because they all do different things at our house. We've talked about this before. Right. yeah. And what's really bizarre is that the Nest app can, gives us the video for one of our Nest Hub devices. But the Google Home, like, the Google Home app will show me the cameras. But if I want to look at the history on the one that's in our kitchen, I have to go to the Nest app. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Gotcha. But, whatever so anyway so yeah so i use i mean and i have like the delta app on there because i'm constantly checking status of flights and stuff but i don't need it every day right like i don't i don't fly every day <laughs> just i want to be able like i'm so yeah so well, anything about mine that you think is ridiculous um no not ridiculous there was one thing i thought was interesting is that you said you have um alarms or clock on there which well, I, I used to have that one on my very, on my front page, but this I'm I have a hypothesis why you have it there. But now that I have smart home devices everywhere in my home, I never set an alarm on my phone anymore. I'll set it with Alexa, or usually, or I'll set it with my watch, and I sleep with my watch on. So I was wondering, do you still set as many alarms as you used to, or do you use your smart devices to set alarms? So we use the Google. Whatever the hub, the little, the one that doesn't. Nest hub. Whatever. Yeah, whatever the one yeah. next in our room is. <laughs> the one that sl- senses sleep. That one, we use that one to set an alarm on. But I also set alarms on my phone. And if you think about it, I only set them on my phone when I'm traveling, right? And so that's that was probably my there. hypothesis. Yeah. But the other reason, and it just occurred to me, is that I have. There are times when I will use that to set. Like as a stopwatch or to set timers, I've done that on my watch a lot of times because we have kids who do sports. I also do that on my watch. Like that's what a watch is for is keeping track of things. And it's actually my favorite thing about the Apple Watch Ultra is the little action button on the side. I can just, if I tap it once, it starts a stopwatch. So if I'm at a soccer game or a cross-country meet, boom, it's it's fantastic. So yeah, I don't know. I do have, that, the, have the watch, the stopwatch right there. But cross-country yeah. season's over yeah. as of tomorrow, so. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I it's, I probably could lose the clock one, but I do use it enough that it's like, eh. And, again, when I'm traveling, I have, you can, you can open it up to um, world clock, which tells me, like, different times oh, and different nice, places. True. And so it makes it really easy to figure out what time it is. So, anyway. If I travel. If I traveled more, I probably would use it more. What happened for me is when I got, I had so many apps on my phone and so many, um, I had different folders for them and there were so many that was hard to organize. I would always end up searching. So now I feel like I'm, 
that have consolidated things. I'm always retraining myself not to just pull down and search, but actually like, okay, I don't have to do that. I can just do these things on my lock screen and these on my homepage. And like, and that being said, like a lot of like how I use my phone has been replaced with smart, uh, by AI. I use my watch a lot to send a text. I asked, I asked Alexa to show me the front door and what's going on if I hear something on the ring device or it just pops up on its own. Um, I use it to set an alarm. So I actually kind of appreciate that about like it's making our phones work for us without even having to touch them. <laughs> so. Yeah. So the one other thing I noticed is the difference between you and I. And there's one exception right now on my home screen. But I, I have no idea how many unread Slack messages I have because I have the badge turned off. And the same thing is true with the email app. I a little while ago. So the exception to that, I mean, the phone app, you can't turn off the red dot I don't maybe you can but like it's insignificant that's probably like I missed a call earlier <laughs> because I'm in another right. country so no I'm not taking your call nope I actually missed a voicemail from Walgreens probably because a prescription is done so now anyway but I I realized a couple months ago that I do not care how many unread I mean I do try to get rid of the emails but my life is so much less stressful when there's no red dot on my email and I sometimes just cannot get rid of all the emails in the course of the day, but I do not want to be distracted by looking at that red dot every time I pick up my phone or, and I actually did the same thing on my laptop. And so I, I don't know how many unread emails I had at the time that I wrote that probably less than like 30 to be completely honest, because I keep it pretty well managed. But I just turned off the red dot. I just don't want it there. I don't want it telling me how many unread messages I have. I same thing with Slack um, messages. I do because, like, I do want to make sure that I'm. But I deal with them right away, right? If somebody sends me a message, right. I read yeah. it and I either respond or whatever. So, anyway, I just that's the thing I started doing because I just don't. Now the the difference is the Superhuman app does say I have five unread messages in there. And the reason that that's on is because, again, I'm testing it. So I feel like I need right. to to experience it. So anyway, I don't know. Like you you have a lot of dots on your home screen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, setting it, it used to be a lot worse. Let me. Um, yeah. I mean, there's actually only three. There's I've got four Slack notifications. And what would be cool about Slack is I wish they would only and maybe there's a configuration, but I doubt it where it can only show me notifications for direct mentions or DMs, because if I'm in some channel and I don't need to see that right away, I'd rather it not show up on my phone. I mean, it's like if I'm looking at it on my phone, it means I'm not at my computer usually um, because it's work um, for. Right. But like for my Gmail and actually it gave me an idea. I kind of want to turn off notifications for Gmail because I don't use Gmail for work heavily. Or pretty slack centric organization but i don't it only shows me important unread important and unread and it says i'm all done so that's nice but i still see a notification come in every time i get some stupid email about nothing that i'm just going to delete so i'm considering turning those so and i do still for for slack i still get the banner that shows up but when it goes away so like if i'm looking at my phone i'll see like somebody sent me a message but then when it goes away, I don't have the red dot, which I just really like. Because what I the way I think about it is I can glance at the, the banner that comes in. If it's important, I'll just deal with it. If it's not important, the banner can go away. And then later when I open Slack, that message will still be there, on, you know, showing over in the side. Right. The channel will be bolded or whatever. So for me, it's just made my life much less stressful. <laughs> So yeah, that's my that that's that's my philosophy on on notification little red icons. They make me crazy, so I have to get rid of them. Now now I do want to know like why are you? I know you use Gmail as a mail service, but why are you using the Gmail app and why do you use the Google Calendar app? I mean, you can you could use yeah, those with either, you could use them with the default apps. You could use them with a lot of other apps that are much like nicer. <laughs> Than those two. I'm just curious. I, I have never found something I really liked. I used to use Fantastical. Um, back in the day, I used Sunrise when Sunrise went up, and then that got uh, shut down. And I think I, I think part of it is like I was mad when Sunrise got shut down. And I'm like, I'm just going back to Google Calendar. And it, it works fine for me. I don't like, I don't use it a lot on my phone. I actually, if I found, I'm open to an alternative because I actually don't like scheduling things and managing my calendar on my phone. Like, that's why 
I have a, a computer upstairs and downstairs. If I need to do something, <laughs> I'll just get a computer and put it on there real quick. Uh, I will. We're going to talk about Fantastic All sometime because okay. I, what the one thing I've loved about, like, especially when I'm doing stuff like this is I can just literally click the little plus icon that's on there and start mm-hmm. typing record podcast with Jess tomorrow at 4 p.m. Central time. And it'll just fill in all the right. I can just type all those words and it will put them into the right place so that it shows up onto my calendar at the right time, which I love. I don't have to tap things and, you know, scroll to get the right time and then tap this. Like, it'll just do it. And if I put like I could at you and it would add you as an invitee. Like it just it does those things so well. It uses natural language parsing very well. And just that. So that's the thing I really like about it. And you and I, I have like a Gmail or a Google calendar my iCloud calendar, which is what I use for personal, like all the kids events. And then I have an exchange calendar, which is my work calendar. So like it handles all those things perfectly seamlessly. So. Gotcha. Okay. So, Is their free version good? That's a good question. Because I, I, I don't care. I don't care if it's a dollar, I will not pay for a calendar app. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair. Or I won't pay, yeah, for, or email, like, you know. No, but. No, I'm not paying for that. Like, no, but like. And I'll pay a dollar for anything. The default mail app is actually really good. I like the default mail app a lot, so. Oh, I don't. I don't. I use the actual Gmail app. So. I know. I hate that. It's so ugly. <laughs> I just, I just can't stand it. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be pretty. It has to be functional. And it, it, neither is it that, really. It's not that good. So, But does Fantastical have an email counterpart? No, but Spark does have both mail and calendar, and it's very good at both. However, I just wanted to say this. I, I know why I my problem with using Gmail, because I tried to use the app for a while. But the problem that I had was that it did weird things to non-Gmail email so like when i tried to put my icloud email in there and i tried to put exchange you can do it but it did weird things with like i can't remember exactly what it was but it would show me that i had like 971 unread messages but that's because it was treating everything in my save folder is unread or something it was weird oh, and i'm okay. like eh, yeah. forget it not even gonna not even <laughs> not even gonna try i don't have the patience yeah. to to do this i don't so like to I do just, a lot of email on my phone so it's but maybe i would if it was I have tried Spark. Um, I just nothing has really stuck for me. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try almost any app out there and see if it gives me if it gives me a better experience, a smoother experience, or is more affordable. I'm always open. Uh, and I know that the good version of Inca- Fantastical does cost money. I was gonna just look and see how much it costs because I honestly have no idea. It's a no for me. This is a no. So here's it's the just, thing. It's like a it's a dumb principle thing. Like you know, I I pay a lot more money for something else that like just as dumb. It's like, but I don't like to pay for apps. I could I can kind of understand that. So I pay. It's forty bucks a year. That's just and you know what I don't like paying. I wouldn't like paying monthly for it either. I totally could understand yeah. that, but that's why I just pay for it once a year. I don't have to worry about it. So it's like anyway. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. However, I will say that for someone. This is the other killer feature. When you put the location of an event, if it's a Zoom meeting or a Microsoft Teams meeting or a Google Meet meeting, you put that in the location, that link. When the calendar, I'll see if I can show you this real quick. Well, I'm not going to do Oh, yeah, I can do it on here. When you when you pull up that event, it'll include, what, like, let's see. Let me see if you can see this. So if you see where it says Jason and Jess Podcast Prep, you see how there's like a little thing right there and then it says join. I can tap that and it'll open Zoom, that link and zoom like directly. So what's wonderful, okay. yeah, I like that. what's wonderful and and they have like a, a menu bar widget, you know, on your screen, like up at the top on your Mac. So like when I click on that, I can just one click from the list of things I have today, click that join button and I don't have to like open that event to find a link to a thing it just it's right that is actually my favorite feature because in one day i might have two zoom meetings a webex meeting and a google meet and i don't want to like keep messing with stuff i just all i have to do is click join every time and fantastic Hell takes me straight there that alone to me is nice. worth paying for so i will just say that yeah this is they are not a sponsor although if you're listening call, call us now i gotta open to- up my calendar <laughs> I have to open <laughs> up my calendar and see what it does when I when I click on something. It probably doesn't have. A, it link. probably has. A, you can tap the link and it'll open it probably. But it, it probably I don't think will show you directly from the calendar view 
like click here to join or whatever. So. Oh no no. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, if you're from Fantastica, call us. We'd like to talk, but they're not a sponsor. I just really like them. So anyway, um, okay. Anything else on apps or home screens or lock screens? Um, I don't think so. Got some cool new ideas. Okay. Are you using any focus modes with your lock screens? No. Like so, so you know how I just I'll just mention this for someone who's listening. One of the other features that Apple introduced last year were focus modes or focuses where you could, you know, you used to just be able to put your phone in do not disturb. But now you can put your phone in like sleep. You're going to sleep and it'll, you can have it set to block all notifications except for from your VIP contacts or whatever. Like you can just choose what you want to have happen. And one thing that's really cool is like I can say, I want to hear from Beth. And it will know like emails from Beth. It will know phone messages. It'll do like it. Do, I don't have to tell it like I want text messages from Beth. I can just say from Beth or like Jess. I could be like, well, I want to get messages from Jess. It would send me it, the notifications for text messages would come through. But also it will be like, hey, this Slack message looks like it's from Jess. Should we include these in the future? Like, which is very kind of cool. But then you can set one for work. You can set one for it's the weekend. You could in and that was true last year. But now, in addition to just setting the focus and deciding things like notifications, you can actually change your have it automatically change your lock screen based on the focus that you set. You can have it change the apps that like you could have it take out. Your, if you had your email app had your personal and your work, you could make it so that you only see your work emails or you only see your personal emails. We'll talk about focus maybe another time on a, like when we have some more time to dive into it. But since we we're talking about the lock screens, I just wanted to mention it that it's kind of fun to play around that if you set one, you can just have it automatically. And by the way, you can also have it link your watch face. So like if you had a different watch face that you use when you're like at a cross country meet compared to when you're at work, and you could change that and it would change your phone and your watch altogether. So it's kind of cool. Eventually, it's just going to be able to read our minds or our patterns and predict exactly what we want and just do it for us. This is just the beginning. Kind of. Well, wild. I mean, my, my phone already has told me that it was time to go to bed. So it knows that at 845, I turned into a pumpkin. So. Yeah. I do yeah. like that, the predictive stuff. Like, it'll tell me, like, my, my sleep app will tell me um, when you burn this many calories per day, this your sleeping heart rate is this much better. So keep doing this and this in order to get this. Um, or it'll do like make suggestions on do you want me to include this next time or something. Um, I like I like those a lot because it, but it also kind of creeps. <laughs> All right, so machines will get smarter. Yes. So speaking of machines, okay. So off topic, as we kind of wrap up, I'm going to share mine first because mine is fun. <laughs> I saw yours yeah, in the I notes. Too, like, yeah, I'm going to go with the first one, just FYI, because uh, the second one is probably not a good idea. Okay, so mine is, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, my I, I mentioned how I feel like in the United States we get kind of shafted because all the good candy is elsewhere. Now, this is not a candy thing, but the other thing that's true that's very hard to get in the United States that you get when you travel is that they actually put Coke in bottles. And it this is actually Coke Zero. They don't sell that Coke in Europe, apparently. <laughs> I don't really know why. It's just all Coke Zero. But I actually think that it, and I don't like regular Coke at all, but I actually think that um, like Coke or Sprite or whatever in a bottle, glass bottle, tastes better. I don't know. I think it's better. Maybe it's just the experience because like this is what Coke bottles look like when yeah. we were kids. We, so. Well, in the U.S., like we call that a, a Mexican Coke. Like, some restaurants are, well, yeah, we'll have that. And um, my husband will always order them whenever he sees them just because he likes, he thinks it tastes better. Coming it's out better. Of, you know, it is. It's better. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree uh, because uh, there, there's something to that. Yeah. So that's my um, thing. I'm, I'm here in Portugal and I was able to get Coke Zero in a glass bottle. So that made me happy. If with my room service, that was an hour late. We won't talk about that, though. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to change my whole off topic thing to something else. So because um, you talked about your food being an hour late. And so it's about, just about customer service. It is always better to be honest with the customer and overperform uh, in any kind of situation. Do like not making promises to customers only makes you look bad. So we sat down in this restaurant and that we'd, we hadn't been there before, but I've been wanting to try it. And we noticed that they were really understaffed and like things were hectic in there. So we asked and like, you know, just, you know, what, you know, what kind of wait time are we looking at? And he's like, oh yeah, like 25 minutes tops. 
and we're like, okay, yeah, we can do 25 minutes. And then an hour and a half later goes by and like, and I, I, he said, you know, so sorry. Thank you for being patient with us. And I said, it's totally fine. We understand things happen. So many places are understaffed right now, but um, I wish you'd just been honest with me up front because, I mean, probably could have told, you know, knew it was going to be more than 25 minutes to serve our family of four. Um, and he was just like, yeah, 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 that never, this never happens here. And I was like, okay. But tip of the day, if you work in customer service or in sales, be honest with your customers and leads because it always leads to better outcomes because the worst thing that's going to happen is that you overperform. Well, on that note, that feels like a very good place to end on, you know, giving people what they want. But we will... We'd love to hear your feedback if you have thoughts about I sent you can tweet us your home screens. Like just send us messages. The Twitter stuff is in the show notes. We'd love to see them because I really like to look at them. I don't know why. It's kind of weird, but yes, I, I think I, I find it fascinating. But uh, otherwise, we will talk to you next week.